Reuters reported this week a poll of 123 unnamed economists, a less dovish view that the Fiat Federal Reserve will not begin cutting interest rates until June of this year, 2024. This, of course, would be a delay in the financial market's recent expectations that rate cuts will begin in March, only a month and some weeks from now. The majority of economists polled believe there will be four rate cuts, negative 1% or 100 basis points in total cuts for the year 2024. Leads me to wonder what economists might have predicted back around 1964 when constitutional silver got taken out of our nation's circulating currency supply. I wonder if economists then could have dared guess that only a decade and a half later, interest rates would have had to have ballooned to nearly 20% to help bring then persistent price inflation down. Of course, this time is different. The United States debt and unfunded liability piles are combined beyond 100 trillion in net present values. Interest payments at the moment are already over a trillion per year on our over 34 trillion federal debt ballooning. Younger generations should of course be concerned, but not to worry, this ballooning debt and interest payment problem will likely only get worse in time. If we assume steady growth rates of government expenditures, GDP and general price increases across the board, even with the absence of either war or recession, multi-trillion dollar deficits and their costs to service them are being forecast to still balloon sky high ahead. In the medium term for the gold market, what does the potential delay of interest rate cuts mean for spot prices to come? David McIlvaney had a reasonable take on that question this week. Have a listen. Yeah, I think short term, you look at the gold market and there's a case to be made that is bearish. You know, 30, 60 today time frame. The commitment of traders reports shows a lot of interest that's clustered with your your managed money and, and your hedge fund community and frankly too much interest for us to be real comfortable um, so we take kind of a contrarian read on the cot reports you know on the one hand open interest is not excessive uh, but again we just don't like to see hot money scramble into the space as as much of as, as it has of, of late um, so I think we're coming into a period of weak seasonality. Um, so you mix the COT reports with the March to June uh, malaise that you typically see in the metals, and and I think I think you've you've got a, an argument for gold uh, softening a bit. Uh, keep in mind, both with oil and gold, geopolitical events can turn gold positive regardless of of our COT concerns, right. and and so that's that's worth keeping in mind. Emerging market weakness, um, currency market volatility, those things are driving US dollar strength. That's another headwind to gold in the short run. So to brass tacks on, on the prices, you know, break below 1975, that opens the door to, to 1800. And I would say that's your last best price for the next five years. Um, if you're fortunate enough to buy gold at 1800, um, you'll, you'll be breaking your arm, patting yourself on the back in years ahead. Um, so I, we, may, we may not see that 1975 may hold, in which case I think you're looking at 2450 by year end. Uh, so suffice it to say, we're very long-term bullish on gold. David didn't stop there. He had additional thoughts on silver and of a rumored oncoming China stimulus, which we're going to get into further factual detail following his take. You know, what about some of the others? Because copper, silver, um, all of these also very important when it comes to metals, precious metals, or industrials metals. Steel, yeah, I mean, know. steel is another big story too. 
today we got a great pop in in the industrials, you know, off of what's going on in China, and and sort of the massive bailout measures that they've got coming on board. We we've had a stock route. We've got a real estate market which is which is in collapse. You've got a financial system, which is is really on the brink, and and a tremendous amount of effort that's being put into defending the RMB. And so you just can't have a conversation about industrial commodities without seeing how important uh, China is in the equation. And so as goes China, so goes the industrial metals complex. Um, having said that, you might be able to carve out copper as as sort of an EV-driven thematic, uh, separated out from sort of global growth dynamics. It's something that politically there's a will for. And you know, uh, silver. I think will follow gold. If you if you said, okay, here are the ifs and thens in the silver market. The ifs of gold getting above 2100, then opens up silver, filling the gap very quickly to reach its old-time highs at 49. Okay. So a 12 to 15 dollar, 15% move in gold is a 100% move in silver. You just have to see that positive confirmation in the lead metal. Silver is more of the caboose. Gold's the engine. Silver will follow as long as we get a gold break to the upside, and 2100 is is your key line of demarcation in terms of positive bullish dynamics. China's central bank has been ballooning its balance sheet since September of last year, 2023. It's now nearing the size of the Fiat Fed's reported current balance sheet of nearly 7.7 trillion. Reports are that China is considering a 278 billion stock market rescue package. Given its recent terrible performance from the start of 2021 to now, of course, unlike the United States, the stock market in China is dwarfed by their internal real estate market. At the moment, the stock market in China is less than four percent of total global stock market valuations. Of course, global stock market valuations do not capture the global economy. If we simply compare them on the left-hand side versus the gross domestic product data on the right-hand side from 1900 until today. But since the start of the 20th century and following the 1920s U.S. stock market bubble, the United States has remained the dominant stock market in valuation terms, globally speaking. The physical Chinese gold market was strong last year, setting aside the fact that their central bank admittedly added an additional 225 metric tons of gold bullion to their official reserves last year, even with record high price points locally. The local citizenry did so similarly. Of the near 1,100 tons they bought last year, mostly in high-grade gold jewelry for private consumption, nearly 300 tons of the physical gold sold in China in 2023 was in gold bullion bar and coin formats to private investors. That's an increase of over 15.7% in troy ounces of gold bullion sold in 2023 versus the year prior. That's just over 9.6 million ounces of gold bullion sold in China alone last year. To put that into a USA perspective, that's over 6.5 times the amount of gold bullion the U.S. Mint sold last year. So even with local prices for gold rising in fiat Chinese yuan renminbi terms last year, the self-propelling fear and greed-driven drive to buy more gold, even as the local number gone up, continues onwards and upwards. On the other side of the coming break, we'll get into further detailed dynamics regarding China and the overall global gold and silver price discovery dynamics at large. But before we break, a few further disconcerting facts about banks in the Western world, specifically in Europe and here in the United States. As price escalations for shipping containers globally have begun a recent climb from fallouts in the Red Sea and the Suez and Panama Canal continue onward, 
The central bank of the EU is now asking some lenders to monitor social media for early signs of bank runs. The European Central Bank has asked some banks to closely monitor activity on social media to detect a worsening in sentiment, which could lead to deposit runs, two banking executives with knowledge of the request told Reuters. European regulators have sharpened scrutiny of banks' liquidity after the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Credit Suisse in March last year, people said, requesting anonymity because the discussions are private. Banks can run into financial trouble if clients rush to pull deposits at the same time. In October 2022, a social media post from a journalist saying that, quote, major international investment bank is on the brink, led to a run on Credit Suisse, with clients withdrawing more than 100 billion Swiss francs, which is 116 billion in fiat Fednote dollars, by the end of fourth quarter of that year. On the U.S. side of the coming banking troubles, commercial real estate is yet to come to terms with how bankrupt it is, especially in the office building side of their industry. Ordered 14% of commercial real estate, CRE loans, and 44% of office building loans are now in, quote, negative equity. That is, the debt is now greater than the property value on 14% and 44% of those respective properties. Currently, U.S. banks hold over $2.9 trillion of commercial real estate debt, the majority of which is held by regional banks. Office building prices are down negative 40% from their highs, and commercial real estate as a whole is down over negative 20%. All this as interest rates have risen at a recent record pace higher, and many of those loans are due to be refinanced. I wonder how many of these interested people, if polled by Reuters, would beg for rate cuts sooner rather than later. Hello, this is James Anderson on behalf of SD Bullion. Smash the like button if you enjoy these Bullion market updates. Subscribe to our channel here for weekly Bullion market updates with exclusive Bullion service offerings like this one. The worst day on Wall Street since the crash of 1987. We're now down 43%. This could be the most serious recession in decades. Protect your retirement with gold and silver IRAs. Learn more at sdbullion.com backslash IRA. The silver and gold markets climbed slightly over the week in trading. The spot gold price closed again for the 10th week in a row, above the 2,000 ounce building support level. While the spot silver price finished the week just below 23 an ounce in recent overhead resistance. The spot gold silver ratio lowered to finish at 88 on the week. While Western precious metals analysts appear puzzled as to why silver has been having price weakness of late, Chinese silver bullion buyers in Shanghai this week took full advantage of recent silver spot price weakness, buying bullions at premium above LBMA price points not seen since the COVID spot price crash for silver, which bottomed near 12 to 14 an ounce in early 2020. Local traders are willing to pay spot plus an additional over 10% premium for large industrial size silver bullion bars in China. The dramatic escalation in solar panels in China and all other myriad industrial inputs from the rapidly expanding car market share globally to other modern technological gadgetry they manufacture internally. This recent phenomenon simply likely means that they're seeing silver spot prices locally at the moment is cheap and likely worth stockpiling more physical silver now versus later on. Massively leveraged Comex and London continue trading paper derivatives over actual bullion in outsized fashion, and our supposed eastern enemies are taking full advantage. 
Last year, LBMA reports they traded to the tune of 104 times global silver production in 2023 and over 71 times global gold production last year and notional derivatives allegedly helping to discover the world's ongoing gold price. Looking back, a 2009 cable from the U.S. Embassy in Beijing, China, captured the increasing common knowledge published in a local newspaper stating the following, quote, the U.S. and Europe have always suppressed the rising price of gold. They intend to weaken gold's function as an international reserve currency. They don't want to see other countries turning to gold reserves instead of the U.S. dollar or euro. Therefore, suppressing the price of gold is very beneficial for the U.S. in maintaining the U.S. dollar's role as the international reserve currency. China's increased gold reserves will thus act as a model and lead other countries towards reserving more gold. Russia also knew this years prior and did similar, both using the West's ongoing attempts at suppressing gold and other precious metal values against them. Our video on how former longtime London gold trader who started his career in London in the 1980s by July 2022 openly admitted to the Western public that gold and precious metal prices writ large are an ongoing sham basically stating in his article that he published, anyone armed with the ongoing facts would go out and buy bullion now and not later. It's kind of like the Chinese and Russians have been doing over a decade running. Recent and even coming price weakness will too pass. The question of when and hows and the whys are quadrillion in numbers and mostly still growing. Hopefully you out there have gotten prudently positioned using the ongoing phony price discovery discounts at your long-term advantage too. That's going to be all for this weekly SD Bullion Market Update. As always to you out there, take great care of yourselves and those you love. If you enjoyed this video, hit the like button and share it with those you love. Subscribe to our channel and hit that alert button so you know when we publish new Bullion Market Updates.